is Detroit News Lions beat writer Justin Rogers. Whenever I'm bored out of my mind and I've hit the end of the internet and I've got just nothing, nothing else to do, I listen to Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who have never dropped a Matthew Stafford pass. Chris and Case. Hey, hi ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 283. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Case. How you doing, brother man? I'm so excited, man. We are heading into week one. I'm for this season. <laughs> uh, yeah, week one. Okay, uh, a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to do a quick review of the Lions, Bears, and, and and where the fan base is at. This is something I've never seen before in a long, long, long time of Lions football. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. That'll be exciting. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the Lions news that's broken this week since the game. Uh, we're going to touch on Coach Patricia's tenure, talk a little bit about what folks are talking about and thinking about there because... I think it's a little different than where the anger is. Uh, we're also going to look ahead to the Lions and Packer games, take you around the division, and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Case, are you ready to go, my man? It's only 52 weeks until another week. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, a couple of quick announcements first. Help us out. Check us out on the Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from Gold. Wow. That's right. And of course, our very first donor, Mathis. Mathis, love you, brother. And Brian Burkheiser from I Prevail, IPrevailBand.com. Check it out. Uh, great band. One of the best bands you're going to find anywhere and always a big partner and lover of the show. Uh, we will have some more stuff to talk about with them shortly. Even they don't know about it yet. But uh, we talk about all these guys because they're big donors in the Patreon. They help us out. We love them. And um, they're all there in Slack with Case, me, Riz, Sandman. Uh, everybody, everybody's there uh, hanging out in the sack. It's the most intelligent Lions chat on the Internet. And I am telling you, you are starving for that right now. If you're trying to talk about the Lions with anybody anywhere on the internet join the slack you can get in for as little as a dollar a month now look i'll I'll tell you straight up we always reserve the right to say hey thanks for the dollar but no uh (laughs) but we we haven't had to we haven't had to yet because we've had a pretty good group of people um had some borderlines this last week and i get it everybody's in a bad place or a lot of people are in a bad place but this is really the best place i mean people can be frustrated together angry we can talk about it but nobody is really you know shacking on another guy this is all good people talking sports about their favorite team and what they think needs to fix it it's a great place to talk about the lions uh you can get involved by like i said as little as a dollar a month donation to patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast that helps the show help us do the travel and all the other stuff we do so everyone takes part in that thank you so much they're like 250 really really smart people plus wisco so it's a good chat all right give us a like on facebook facebook.com slash the detroit lions podcast check us on twitter at det lions podcast make sure you do that do that follow thing we love those follows we need a couple more from you folks we love it when you help us out like that det lions podcast the very best place to see case with no pants on that's right daily 
<laughs> All right. Also, subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, you get on there and uh, subscribe, hit the bell, all that stuff. You get instant notifications when we go live. We're doing three shows a week now. We're doing our weekly podcast. We're doing our Friday show with Tony and Jeff. I'm, I haven't heard back from Tony yet this week, but um, don't worry. It's it's a definitely a more often than not thing that he will uh, he will be here. So we got that on Fridays and then Sundays, of course, the post game show. So we're pumping out the content. You want to see it? You want to be there? Head on over youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast and those subscriptions. I mean, guys, you guys did a great job this, this last couple of days. I think we picked up another like 60 subscribers in a day. Um, but you know, we're, we're just over 2000 here. We're looking for that hundred thousand plaque. So, you know, friends, neighbors, cats, dogs, make, make extra accounts. Let's, let's you guys can do better. We, we, those are rookie numbers. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy football. Yeah. We've already talked about that. It was a good week for some tough week for others. We're going to get some, some good uh, feedback on that. We want to get a, a week or two, three under our belt to really be able to start showing some, uh, some data on that. Uh, review us though. iTunes, Stitcher, Google play, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, wherever you find us five stars. Please, 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 five stars. Um, if you got something you don't like, head, head on over to the subreddit. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. And, and if you if you finally, if you say, no, you guys are jackasses and, and, and I don't like it, you can give us the four stars then. But uh, let's figure out what it is and see if it's uh, something we can fix to make it so that you can give us a five-star review because those are forever. Those last forever. It's like love. Give us a call via Skype, <laughs> Detroit Lions Podcast. That's all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast. Or call us in the Lions line, 929-33-LIONS. 929-335-4667. Leave us a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review this week in Reddit. All right, as I'm talking about the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And the first most fun and most exciting thing comes from Wes. Wes Vikas, thank you so much, man. He just hit us. <laughs> he, he liked my hat. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's too close to an FTP hat, but thank you for the super chat, Wes. That's awesome, dude. I mean, that's a that's a great way to start off after a, a hard. It's been a hard week. <laughs> yeah, it's been a hard week for Lions fans. And give me a second. I got to manually do the the lights here, buddy. We'll uh, we'll get you. That's the get case a new hat fund. There you go. We got the. Super chat, super chat-tion. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Um, tough weekend for the Lions, game one, and I'm. There's a lot that happened, right? And and I'm actually really stunned by how off the wall the reaction was. I mean, I expect people to be angry, and I'm. It's so frustrating to lose that way. Then again, I remember not many years ago saying, my God, if we could just at least be close in these games instead of getting blown out all the time, it would feel better at least. And then we've had this year and a half year of start of, of heartbreaks in the, in the last quarter. And it's like, I don't think it's better. I think it hurts just differently. It's, it's been a, a, a tough, tough go um, to get through these, these late kind of late game crashes. <laughs> For lack of a better term, any any argument there, Case? No, no, it was rough, man. It was really rough. Yeah, it was the first game I watched, uh, first football game that my now girlfriend watched with me, and um, just girlfriend. I don't think she was ready. I don't think she was ready for the level of 
um, volume and swearing and emotion that was going to come out of me at that moment. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a boy and girlfriend, my friend. You, it's, it's housemate. She's got, she's got scratches on her leg from the cat. The cat, the cat scared. And I jumped up and started yeah, yelling. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah, oh boy. I'm, I'm All right. Gonna, so we're gonna we're gonna touch on a couple things. House. There's there's a couple things that are that are helpful. The post game show is really that immediate reaction, and and unfortunately, a lot of times we we try to be cathartic. I think we were as stunned as everybody else. Additionally, I mean, for me, this last week, I, being the first week of the season, I had like 57 different things. I don't think there was a part where I watched more than two plays in a row without like an interruption, and I wasn't really able to just sit and focus. So I mean, I watched the game, but it was always with something else going on. So that was a little bit frustrating. Um, but here we are, right? This is what happened. We walk out and this is where we were. The, the post game show is about, you know, that catharsis or celebration and talking about what we saw in the moment, what happened. Now we've had time to look at it again. We've had time to think about this and, uh, and, and, and formulate some, some better opinions, some more data, some more information. And, and we're going to go with, go with that with you guys. We're going to talk it through and, uh, we'll talk about what we think looks like next week and then on friday's show we'll get some experts in here and we'll uh, we'll get really focused in after we get all the week's news and see what happens so i want to start off and i want to start off with i think really one of the most crucial plays of the game i don't know if you'll agree but you know everyone knows detroit's reputation as far as football success right and how hungry the fans are and I mean, it's hard for a for a player to come in. You've got to, I think, player. Matt, you see it, Matthew Stafford. He said it multiple times. Kelly said it. There's nothing more that he wants than to bring this city a championship. Period. Full stop. That's what he really. I mean, he. It's. I don't know if it's a hero syndrome or or he he's going to. I mean, but there's a sense of achievement, and here's a guy who's achieved, frankly, almost everything he's wanted in his life that we can tell on a public scale, right? Everyone has personal challenge along the way, but he's been able to just knock it out of the park and have like a, 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 a just almost everything, right? And this is something that's eluding him and it's his craft, it's his job, right? Where where you're working towards something and you just can't quite get there no matter how hard you work. It's got to be frustrating as heck. I I wonder how much of this plays on players and I'm specifically referring now to Jamie Collins. Do players come to Detroit and try too hard? I mean, they, they can't, every one of them can't seem to forget the rules, right? They know the rules. Um, TJ Lang didn't start holding everybody. And I'm not going to go with the whole, the refs are, are, are fixed. We'll, we'll talk about Cleet later. Uh, but I'm not going to go into that whole thing, right? But everything, every time a player who was at some point great comes here, something like this happens. And here's a guy, Jamie Collins, who was just crucial to this game and how we played this game and and the dumbest penalty you look at the slow motion it looks like the ref kind of shoves his shoulder forward into him i mean i if somebody was doing that to me i would lean into it as well because my, my next step would be to fucking strike back but that's i mean that's not what he's doing there. that's not the ref did. right but either right. way it was cheap it still lies misunderstanding it was yeah. really dumb by jamie to even make contact at all it really was but like there was it was it was a misunderstanding even if he, he wasn't didn't trying to. to be aggressive with the ref i don't think he was just trying to like emphasize and and that's not the way to do that but it, but it, i completely agree and and we we had talked before we started the show about topics but we hadn't actually gone into our feelings on it but that was the exact same point i wanted to bring up is it's like it's so absurd how many times this has happened to a guy 
who had a had, who was incredible with their former team. And, and you know, TJ Lang is a great example of it, but there's lots of other guys like that who then come here and get put under a different level of scrutiny. I don't, I don't know if it's scrutiny though. I, I wonder if maybe the, and I don't know, maybe this isn't quite right, but they're trying too hard. There's a certain level of swagger. He wants to be a leader and he wanted to show, Hey ref, no, no, that's wrong. man. you got to look for that, right? He was showing the team. He's trying to be a leader out there and in what may he may have gotten away with before, or maybe he wouldn't have tried before because he didn't have to be quite so feel like he had to be so much of a, like take a charge of this and help push it forward himself self kind of a thing i just feel like this is something that happens to players when they come here that they really do want to saddle this on the shoulders because who wouldn't tell me seriously who wouldn't want to be the guy that's how i I, that's how i entered my fandom who wouldn't want to be the guy that puts the teams on their shoulders and wins it who wouldn't want to be that player and you come in and you're supposed to be a guy like jamie collins and a defense that's had a hard time jared davis is taking so much shit you want to be the guy i can do this i've I've succeeded everywhere just like matthew stafford right i succeeded everywhere yet this thing this thing here alludes and maybe maybe there's something to it i don't know did you want to come in no no i i agree with you completely okay it's rare but yeah no it's 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 something that we do all right uh let's <laughs> keep going i i love jamie collins i don't think it was malicious no again i think i think he just screwed the out. f up and 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 the ref helped push it to where it got um but you gotta own it you gotta own it right he did it and that's that's I'm where not it sure is. i've ever seen a level of disbelief on a player's face that i did at mm-hmm. that moment but Welcome to Detroit, Jamie. As dumb as we say that is, we still love the shit out of you because we. I think I think I know what you're after there. Right. No. <laughs> so there we go. All right. Um. Yeah. Wes just started the. Let's get case a better hat. If you want to hit us in the super chat, you can do that. We love that. It's down at the bottom, little dollar sign in the in the bottom of the chat box. All right. Um. The next thing I want to we got a, we got a couple of voicemails, and normally we don't do a whole lot of these at the beginning of the show, but we had a, a couple of really good ones. Um. I'm going to start out with one, and I think this one might surprise everyone a little bit. It cracked me up when I got it, but uh, let's go ahead and hit this one right here. Yeah, Detroit Lions podcast. This is this is somebody you know. This this is the Riz. I'm calling in. I got to get this off my chest. I can't come onto the show on Tuesday. Apologies, but uh, I, I I have to react. Um, I got to get this off my chest. Uh, by the way, um, been drinking. Uh, what am I drinking? Uh, I am drinking some form of, uh, Marzen Oktoberfest beer. Uh, I've, I've had a few, so I can't remember exactly what the brand is. Um, but, uh, we'll, 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 go, we'll get back to the Lions. That's what's important here. <laughs> Thanks, what's Chris. important is that Matt Patricia is not coaching well. Uh, and, and I want to specifically focus on the defensive side of the football here. They were playing pretty well with Trufant and Coleman in. But once they once they went out, you're first with Daryl Roberts, and you're first with, oh my God, it was just it was just awful. They couldn't cover in man. Normally, most good coaches would make an adjustment there and say, hey, you know what, these guys they they can't play the way the starters do. I need to make an adjustment. We either need to sit in zone or give them more help or rush the passer. Try to you know try to ease the burden on the coverage. But no, Patricia asked them to do these same exact things that the starters do. There are there's a reason why these guys are not starters. Patricia doesn't understand that. This was a problem last year as well. I so desperately wanted to believe that he had turned a new corner, 
that he was learning from his mistakes, that he would self-scout and realize, oh, my God, even though I'm a mastermind, allegedly, on defense, I, I actually coach like an idiot. Well, the idiot came out again in week one, and it led Mr. Trubisky make, make him look like a fool. That can't happen again. Chris, Case, I – oh, I so desperately want Matt Patricia to work. I like him personally. I want it to work, but damn, man, it ain't working. Uh, I, I don't expect him to get fired anytime soon. I'm not calling for him to get fired immediately, but uh, I'll say this. Uh, this team – uh, it's so disappointing because they did do things to help this team and make it look better and give Patricia more tools to do better, but he just he just doesn't know how to do it. He, he He's like me trying to, you know, fix a, a clogged toilet with a sock. Um, he just doesn't understand what the plunger is for. It's, uh, oh, it's very frustrating. I miss you guys. Go Lions. <laughs> you know what? It's like he's here because he talked forever. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. That's that's always on me. So um, there's a lot of pieces to that. Why don't you go ahead and, and react first, Case, and, and I'll just jump in here and there. Yeah, and and I do agree. You know, um, I do think the biggest failing of this particular game was Patricia not being able to adjust to the losses, uh, the, the the talent losses. On the defense, I think that was largely on him to not have a have backup plans in place, uh, just to try to keep plowing forward with what wasn't working at that time. That's that's tough. I also think he was put in a monumentally difficult spot with all of those losses. Like that's that wasn't a, that wasn't and and, and uh, Sandman and I didn't completely agree it is uh, once again i would like to reiterate if anyone is watching the postgame show i don't disagree with him there is schematic problems here okay and they need to be worked on um whether or not they'll be fixed that's a whole other like i'm (laughs) how much do i want to bet five dollars um <laughs> that's what I can afford. That's what's in my bank account. So um <laughs> but uh he's, he's begging it, for he the did get put it, it's tough to deny that he did get put in an extremely difficult position. I would say absolutely. I if you're running cornerback four, five, and six. <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, you're, I remember that 2011 really defense. Bad that 2011 place. defense that was good until we lost our entire secondary, and that's just that's a tall ask for any team. Um, that isn't to say that, like Jeff said, that there aren't ways to improve the scheme around that to lessen that impact there. There are, I'm not going to say that I know exactly what they are because that's not my job. Uh, but I don't know. I do think it was, it, it's, I'll tell you, I got, you some... can come down hard on him. Uh, hard, hang on one sec. Mm-hmm. You can come down hard on Patricia. And I understand. And I believe me, I am, I am frustrated, extremely frustrated with him um, at the moment too. That's, not lost on me. Yeah, no, no, no. That, but, and and I think there, there's there's a whole lot of things going on here, right? And and we'll get into. I think the biggest problem amongst fans is reading way too much into one game. Because if you, I mean, the the Vikings should write off their season today, and so should Tampa Bay by by the logic that people are using here. But we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, there's a couple things that people right and and. <laughs> 
people just aren't thinking about. Okay, so next gen stats. All three of Trubisky's touchdown passes yesterday in the fourth quarter came within a with a half yard of separation or less. Okay, so there was coverage. There's there's people there. Okay, that's the first time in league history that that's ever happened. Oh Jesus, that's another wild. another Lions of course, record, why right? Would yeah, be the and, ones to be on the receiving end of that. But and just so you know, all three of Mitch's there. throws were in the top five of the lowest likelihood for completions. So you've got like the magic, the planets have now aligned in the lowest likelihood com- completions. Mitch frickin' Trubisky land, lands perfect frickin' balls, and we got three times with guys within half yards of, co- of, of the guy they're covering. Really crazy luck and good throws, and I hate to say that about Trubisky. Let's talk about the Bears. The Bears, we laugh at them a lot, and I think we've undersold them a little bit in case in that really the 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 worst part about the Bears is their quarterback. He's still a top 35 NFL level quarterback. <laughs> I won't argue with that. <laughs> There's well, maybe three I mean, good start. It's hard to argue with that after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He he is in real life. He plays in the NFL. He's 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 at that point. And he's you know, blind squirrel bound to get a nut and unfortunately that lined up at exactly the it right has time. continued to line up, which is why I think like it's tough to be a fan of a team uh, where these kind of things happen this frequently and not start to look at the, the like, like find, try to find common denominators. And it's not that I blame fans for that at all, because I mean, generally speaking, when you see a trend start to form, it's you look for the common denominators. I get that. Um, sometimes, and I don't know, I'm not suggesting, you know, necessarily otherwise but i do think that mitch trubisky has had some true luck mm-hmm. against the lions in his career against yeah. us. now i, I gotta go i gotta want a couple more things here that i got right um cephas is an example he derailed two drives early straight up on his own he was missing he, he was, was not so ready to play and he got and so lucky he didn't get picked off twice he was a part of our offense he we had we had game plan to use him and he wasn't ready we didn't have a preseason we didn't have you know enough of a training camp to get him ready you expect that with a rookie but the, the way the team was built and the way it's now been built with the newer players including cephas we had to put a guy in there that was obviously wasn't ready to play a role that he was set for so that happened Tavai didn't play well at all so I'm just going to tell you Tavai messed up. But the problem was Tavai didn't play well mostly when Collins was gone. And I think Collins is really the linchpin to what happened because Collins' coverage is was key, key, key to this defense. And then when cornerbacks started, cornerbacks started dying on us, you just ran it thinner and thinner. So now you were back to you have a line like last year that can't run, can't cover the pass. Right. And now you're down to what is it? Four and five cornerbacks. There's no team in the NFL that's going to be able to survive those that insane luck that Trubisky had on those throws, as we learned from next next gen stats with their five and six cornerbacks and no coverage from the linebacker core. It wasn't even that we couldn't adjust the scheme. It's that the key players of the scheme were gone. The scheme relies on cornerbacks we built a boatload of cornerbacks up we are 
strong I, at cornerback. We would have walked in today or, or, or Saturday night or Sunday morning and said the cornerback is the strongest position aside from quarterback on and this Detroit uh, on this Detroit line, at least from depth perspective. But we also walked away from, you know. Strong and deep. Kenny we'll put those two game. together, right? So we talk we would have said that on that day walking in. Absolutely, that's an absolute strength. And then all of a sudden, oh, injury to Okuda. Injury, injury, injury. And it just decimated that group. And now we're playing with the the middle school peewee league, right? I mean, it just wasn't it, it just wasn't set up for us. Now, could we have won that game? Absolutely. Um and I, I have I have no no hate for Swift on that drop at all. Yeah, we could, I feel if he like ma- that, if, that's just a scapegoat situation. Yep. 100%. If he makes that so. catch, though, the whole narrative is different walking out of this game. People want to say, like, oh, yeah, that was close. We shouldn't have. But it, the the level of vitriol and hate that we have going on right now in Detroit sports fandom about there's the Lions is off the charts. Where, where, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of other places where hatred should be placed in that game. Uh, not necessarily death, you know, the kind of like death ready type stuff that, mm-hmm. but Swift, eh, man, that, poor kid. that is a tough ask for a guy in his very first game. It wasn't an easy catch. It was a catchable catch, but it wasn't an easy catch. Yep. And if you're going to, if you're going to come down a guy that hard, his very first outing, that's you. You don't really deserve him to become great, and I know that. That I shouldn't say that because that's going to piss a lot of people off. But right. if you react to your rookies like that when they make a rookie mistake, yeah, you are just feeding the fire of the why don't more players want to play here kind of thing. Right? So. Yeah. yeah. Don't make it a worse place. Because that's not helping. And 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 then you get, oh, you're blaming the fans. It's not the fans. Look, no, we're not. Just you want to make it a nice place. Um, I'll tell you, Stafford's runs. Stafford did not look like Matthew Stafford. He obviously hasn't played in 10 months. Um, somebody in the subreddit said, and I think they overstated when they said it. Um, here's what they said. Stafford, it was... See the wind, twenty three ninety three, and I don't think he meant this in a malicious way or as it sounds. Stafford deserves more criticism for his performance Sunday than he's gotten. I'll say I don't know if it's criticism, but Stafford was not the Stafford that anybody expected to see into in this game. I'm going to chalk it up to ten months and no preseason as well. He just he didn't have he didn't he wasn't able to read through his progressions. His ball wasn't on the way it usually is. His running was a lot slower. Than it than than it's than I remember him maybe as bat, far back as his rookie and second year he he was he was lumbering made a couple of plays with his feet and stuff but he just wasn't the Matt Stafford that I expected to show up is this permanent I don't think so I don't think that you know Matt Stafford is washed up so please don't put those words in my mouth I just think that this really was the preseason game that the Detroit Lions needed. I mean the only way that I would remotely disagree with that is just that I I'm not totally shocked he was rusty i mean (laughs) compare his game to philip rivers game and he was way way better you know what i mean like it could have been a lot worse but i'm not surprised it was a little bit rusty and now one of the pivotal moments of the game was the the interception um Mm, it sucked that was a but that wasn't a that's one of those interceptions where I really have a hard time blaming the quarterback too badly. Um, 
was it thrown into very tight coverage? Sure. Double that's going to happen. <laughs> that happens a lot with the Lions. <laughs> I think he has to throw a lot of those passes with Lions. I think they also complete a lot of passes with the with those with the Lions. If you watch Danny Amendola a couple of times over the middle, I mean, it's amazing that he's able to get the ball in there. And and there aren't a lot of quarterbacks who can do that, but he has to do that because that's the that's the system mm-hmm. that the offense works in. Yeah. You know, we don't have the most separation and and even uh, especially missing our number one wide receiver. We don't have, you know, it, we, we still have a deep, uh, you know, receiving core, and I'm I'm very happy with where they are. I'm I'm happy with some of what I saw to Cephas. Although don't don't be surprised at all either that he made a few rookie mistakes. But I mean, the Trubisky threw a similar pass. They got bounced up in the air, and our guy dropped it. Yeah, their yeah. guy didn't drop it. Yep. And that's the kind of thing that's there was a whole series of things. Right. And, and, and I just, so there's a couple more. I want to, I want to kind of point out a couple things from the game. The right side of the line held up. Well, they did. The bears tried to exploit the, the problems on the right side that we had. Yeah, I was frustrated and, with a couple of penalties. Yeah. There, but. but our, our rook at guard boy, he, he stood there like yeah, a freaking champ, man. This, that yeah. could have been an absolute d- dumpster fire. That could have been a trailer park fire. I mean, that that could have just been an absolute horrible, horrible situation. And you know what we're not doing is yelling about the right side of the line. No one's complaining about that. That's like like no one's even mentioned that, <laughs> and in all the complaints and everything going on, yeah. that that's a freaking huge win for this team. I'm just telling you right now, that is a huge win. And then the other piece I want to make show up on the on the loss. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. Check, <laughs> check the, that's all. I mean, that's that's my. Fan response, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check on the <laughs> chat real quick. Um, on on the the our, our chat, the, not the YouTube one. Um, AD ADP <laughs> is the Lions' best back right now, or at least he was on Sunday. No questions asked. Carry on. I, I am absolutely. I I I am again. I'm I'm going to tell you. I'm the guy that's not saying to give. I'm saying I don't give up after one game, and I'll tell you a whole re- bunch of reasons why not to. But boy, Carry on has me right. If you're going to be mad about Patricia, you've got to be ready to throw tra- Carry on out, out out the door as a player, or trade him, or get something for him because he did not perform. And and it's funny. Um, he 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 just. You know, he's the, and I'm using Ash's words here because he did a really, really good breakdown here. He's in exactly how much the line gets him kind of a back, right? Uh, Swift is that plus a yard or two. Uh, and, and all day ADP, he weaves through traffic to create yards. It was, it was, and I'm using his words, it was beautiful. And he'd forgotten, and I did too, how nice it was to watch a running back consistently make good decisions. That's Ash from the chat. That was it. That's what we saw with Adrian Peterson on the field. And then what we saw with Adrian Peterson is during the game, real smiles, real competitiveness. And then he took Swift under his arm after that play at the end of the game and talked him up and coach did too. And I got to tell you, that's both super, super important and something we haven't seen a lot of. So hate on coach all you want. He went there to protect a pretty significant investment 
uh, to talk him up and get him back. He's still a little, evidently he's a little shook after all, you know, after dropping that. But the team is is trying to hold him and bring him up, man. And we do not want to break this guy now. He's an important part of our future. Carry on was, was uh, I'm, I'm really getting, love the guy, right? Again, we talk about him as, as pieces in the team uh, and not people in this context. Because as a, as a person, he seems like an awesome dude. And people gave him an unruly rash of shit on Twitter today. And, and I think you people are trash that did. But he 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 just doesn't maybe seem to have what the team needs. I hope he can bring it back, but we'll see. He he may he may be a finished a finished piece. I think Carrion has a very unique running style, and there was some Le'Veon Bell in him. But in order to make that style work to the level that it could work, uh, the the team has to be built around that, and they are not yep, at all. Um, and to add to that, he's lost first, you know, in his rookie year, we saw what could happen when it worked Mm -hmm. and it was great. And, uh, it was, it was one of the most excited I have been about a Lions running back. I mean, I, I, since best obviously, but, uh, he was great, but I mean, he's, if he's lost that burst, and the team is no longer focused around making that work for him. It's not going to work. It's and, and he's not the guy here. He could be the guy maybe somewhere. He should, he should just go back up Le'Veon Bell everywhere Le'Veon Bell goes and uh, make a make a living doing that. But yeah, yeah, I I think Swift has a good future as long as we don't break him. And the one thing Detroit's known for is breaking quarterbacks, goalies, and running backs. Uh-huh. Barry was stronger than Detroit ever was, so hopefully uh, DeAndre can come up and, and do that too. Let me hit another call. We got we got two more to get to. Uh, this one's from well, he'll tell you who he is. Hey, Chris and Case, I'm a ghost ooh here from the subreddit. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people in the subreddit that recognize my username probably recognize. Uh, probably see me as a big Patricia Homer, and uh, you know I would I would say that that's probably partially true. I'd say that I uh, I definitely have you know been biased in that I want him to be the answer, so we can stop looking for new coaches. Um, and uh, and I do think that you know he seems to be a very detail oriented guy. He has you know a great background in terms of you know what he's done in the league, um, but you know his. Defensive philosophy has always been, you know, questionable to me. Um, and his conservative play calling is always something that I've, I've always, you know, not liked in the NFL. Um, I thought Caldwell did, Caldwell did way too much conservative play calling as well. Um, I hate the idea of just trying to eke out a win by three points and that's all that matters when you could have, you know, won by two touchdowns if you just kept going. So, you know, there's a, um, there's definitely, some parts I don't like about him, but there's also plenty uh, as a coach, as a leader of men and stuff that I do uh, like about him. I think he's changed a lot in terms of his leadership over the years. But if he can't stop, uh, you know, blowing fourth quarter leads, especially, you know, when it's partially due to the play calling changing um, because they want to preserve a three score lead with 10 minutes to go. So they start running the ball more um, or start being more predictable. Then we just need to, we need to let him go. Cause obviously this is a trend, right? That being said, I am so fucking sick of all the people on Reddit, on Lions Reddit and Lions Twitter that cling to stupid BS things about Patricia and use it as a reason to hate him more. 
Um, the, of course, the latest is the clip of the answer he said to Michael Rothstein, who, of course, you know, Patricia has a feud with. Um, they, they, they do not like each other. And he asked Patricia a question. It was a valid question. And if it came from any other reporter, probably would have been, you know, he would have given a, a better answer. But he started out with a little retort because you could tell he was flustered by the fact that Michael Rothstein got to ask him the question that was a, you know, that was a good question. And he had to sit there and answer it. Um, and, and, you know, sort of kiss the ring, if you will. And he did not like that. So we tried to do a little retort about how he called the best fourth quarter comeback player or whatever. That was obviously a petty moment from him and Michael Rothstein, but it's not indicative of what that entire press conference was, nor is it indicative of what Patricia, who Patricia is as a person. He started the press conference and he, did, and he ended the press conference and everything throughout the middle of the press conference is about how he has to do a better job coaching. The players need to execute. Is everybody's fault. Nobody can deny that. So uh, it's just, it's funny to me. I'm going to get cut off here, and I know it, so that's yep. fine, whatever. But it's funny that there's a political correctness within sports media that. And that was it. <laughs> um, reminiscent of Malcolm. I, I just want to kind of say, I don't know if if it's necessarily a feud between Rothstein and, um, and uh, Patricia. The way that Rothstein asked that question was truly assholish. It could have been well, much, much better put together. Okay. Number one, number two, yes, they do have a history uh, together. I think they, they shook through that and got over it though. But like everything, everyone wants to focus on everyone's mad right now. So they're just trying to tear apart anything they can. I will tell you, I won't tell you what or anything else. And it has nothing to do with the size or, or anything like that. But Michael Rothstein trying to bully the coach of the team is like the scrawniest little weakling trying to bully the giant center on the football team. And I'm, 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 I'm not meaning because of size. I'm not meaning because I'm just there's a whole bunch of backstory there where it, it, this it's it's um, from the coach's side. I can see where not humiliating may be too strong, but it's definitely in that vein. Okay. So when you get a guy like, uh, like Rothstein asking those kinds of questions, I'll tell you what, if I was in the coach's position, I I would not have been nearly as composed as he was in his answer. And that's, I'll I'll leave it at that. Um, But you know, (laughs) the press room is a funny place. It it is a a funny place. You've been there case. You had a good time, right? Yeah, it was great. (laughs) Why didn't you ask a a, a question and get your name famous from, uh, from coach Patricia, make him (laughs) scream at you. Cause that would have, yeah, I was about to say that would have, uh, (laughs) <laughs> uh, so one one point he tried to uh, that he brought up was the conservative play calling in the fourth quarter but i'm not actually sure that's i'm not sure that's entirely true and i know that a lot of lions fans have been saying that over and over and over again that it was conservative play calling that killed us lions were up 23 to 6 right mm-hmm. during the fourth quarter mm-hmm. Our first drive of the fourth quarter was almost entirely pass plays. They didn't take their foot off the gas initially. Granted, uh, they ran more run plays on later drives, although some of those were successful run plays when Adrian Peterson was picking up chunk yardage. Uh, But, I mean, I think that's – possibly an overstated point that it was specifically the conservative run uh, specifically the conservative play calling 
um, on the offense, particularly that lost them the game. Can because they- I don't think, I don't think they're, they're, offensive game plan changed that much just didn't quite work as well can i bounce to the defensive side and give people some perspective as well perspective um if you want to really get hammered on the defense and you want to say oh no no it wasn't that big a deal or it was just the injuries are an excuse let me tell you who was on the field for the last drive for the lions on defense romeo quora julian aquora john penasini nick williams reggie raglan Jelani Tavai, Amani Arawarie, Tony McRae, Daryl Roberts, Will Harris, and Duran Harmon. Is that a first-team defense anywhere, really? There's, there's like two starters in there. <laughs> really? <laughs> Harmon is a starter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying I'm to think of anybody else. I think I said call him Duran to him at Duran. <laughs> um, but at least I got Amani's name right. <clears throat> I'm going to just want to tell you oh, yeah. that uh, you get R-O-R-E-A is a starter. Yeah. yeah. So too, I was right. Yeah. That's not a defense that you'd want to field against anything, <laughs> but yet there we are in a position to put those guys against a team who, as we talked about earlier in the show, were dropping amazing dimes from uh, Mitch Trubisky that were impossible that, that nobody would expect. Right. What did we say? Bottom five or top 5% of impossible plays landing Right there, it's just I don't know how you ex- what you expect to do when that's your that's the team you have on the, on the field. So there's perspective here. It's week one. Week one is always a crap show. Um, it's always as we say, fool's gold. I think there's oh yeah, it was Corey Unlin's first game that he called defense in his life too. So there's that. Um, a lot of things to, came together here. I I'll put one more thing. Caller, just hold on one second, and we'll, and we'll get to you. I just want to put one more thing out there. I know it's a long time ago, but we don't have a whole lot of years to use. But in the one year in anyone that's listening's lifetime that the Lions won a playoff game, the first game of the season, they lost 45 to nothing. Okay? And then they, they made the playoffs. The absolute freakout that I'm seeing, the people – Treating the players like shit, treating anyone who has any kind of trying to hey say, have a sense of hey let's walk it back and let's calm this down. It's just sports guys. Number one, let's after the year we've had, let's just be happy we're looking at football, right? But let's let's not hurt ourselves. Let's not have aneurysms and heart attacks and crazy things because we've had this sedentary COVID lifestyle. Let's not put our whole lives around this and tear other people down. If we want to be angry, that's great. If you're demanding wins, there's all kinds of great teams out there that play football that you can go follow and get wins if that's what it's all about. You know, for me, fandom's about a whole lot more. We knew this coach had a 50-50 chance of making it through the year. Either he was going to do well and keep his job or he wasn't. Game one looks like, hey, we've got one data point now. But we know it's a, this is what the year is. Let it play out. There's no sense in, in, in flipping out and freaking out and being a lunatic right now over one game. We went to the playoffs after losing our first game 45-0 and in recent history in my lifetime, in the time that everyone remembers when we went to the playoffs and won a game. Calm down. Take a breath. We are built better to take on the Packers than we are the Bears. And I know it sounds crazy, but matchups matter. So there we go. Hey, caller, how you doing? What's your name? What's, what are you up to? You should be drinking if you're not. What's going on? Hey, this is Chris R. Hey, Chris, how you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good, all things considered. So, anyway, I I just heard you guys talking about the conservative play calling. I, I had to call in immediately because I have two things that I think really need to kind of be put in perspective. 
uh, regarding the, the offensive play calling specifically. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first thing I have is I shared this chart in the slide chat, and it's called neutral situation pass rate. And basically what it is, it's how often a team passes the ball more, like compared to the run, so like a pass run percentage. Mm-hmm. When there is like outside of two minutes left to go or less than a half. So basically like most two minute drills and other things like that. Mm-hmm. The Lions were number three for highest pass percentage plays this week. The only two teams that were higher were the Seattle Seahawks and Philadelphia Eagles. So, I mean, for people complaining, and like, I mean, we're talking up until the two minute warning. So we're talking like when we were up by 14 or 17 or seven or however much that was like that whole fourth quarter included. Now, obviously again, that includes the first three quarters as well, but, uh we did not have any issues with not passing the ball enough. In fact, I would argue that with the success our run game had with Adrian Peterson, uh, we probably could have ran the ball a lot more than we did, really. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I wanted to point out, too, is that if you're the OC, like just putting yourself in Daryl Bubble's shoes for a minute here, if you're the OC of a team who was up by 17 points in the fourth quarter, three scores, your quarterback is not playing his best game. Admittedly, Matthew Stafford was not at the top of his game, as you guys pointed out earlier in the show. Uh, receivers were not playing well. We didn't have Kenny Galladay. You guys already talked about the struggle Cephas had. And Marvin Jones was not winning his battles against Fuller. And the running backs were doing really, really well. The defense banged up, lost Collins, lost Shufat, lost Coleman, didn't have Okuda. Uh, Trey Flowers was starting to get tired over the course of the game, as was Shelton. There's tons of, of guys that were out uh, at the end of the game. And really, it's the first week of the season. You don't really have a whole lot of plays probably installed at this point in terms of game plan and and getting the whole system set up, especially with new players. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Like, if you're in your own bubble, considering the struggles on defense and the injuries and considering what you have on offense, what do you expect them to do there? Yeah. Well, the first thing is I'm not walking in his shoes. I, I'm, I'm size 14. I can't handle that. Those little feet. Um, but, no, they <laughs> got to put that out there, you know. You know what they say. <laughs> um, no, 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 absolutely. I, I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying, Chris. And in the Slack this week, I mean, the, since the game, we've talked it through a whole bunch of us. And you brought up some great points, and I think mm-hmm. I may have reiterated a couple of them here. Um, I think you were the yep. one that brought up the, the who was playing defense on the last drive, right? And yep. and uh, no, Yeah, I, I saw that somewhere. I forgot who it was that posted. I think it was Chris Burke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this, this Slack is, is, is great for, I mean, you guys are awesome and, and we come up with some really, really real stuff. And I, I can't, I can't argue with, with what you've said. We've got a, you know, we got it. It was a really, really weird week one. I, there's a lot of things that happen. Yep. We blew a lead. Yep. It really sucks. And it hurts to be a fan when that happens, but is it over? Is it over? Like, and let me ask you this, Chris, is it over? When the Germans about Harvard, no. is it over enough to react the way the fans have reacted to this? Because am I wrong in thinking that this is just absolutely over the top? 
So personally, I don't think so, but I will definitely say that it is not fun looking at this upcoming schedule. No. Like oh. Arizona is probably the, the worst yeah. possible matchup. And literally, just, I just the other three wins in the league. Play, start talking to. Yeah, the Arizona Arizona played well. Even Washington played well. The two teams that you'd think were, you know, our beneficiary type teams to play on our schedule. And nope. And I honestly, I would disagree with what you just said, Case. I don't think Arizona is a good matchup for us at all. Nine close teams, very offense is. Yeah, he was saying that you would you would have thought so, but seeing how they played well, this, since this, they were both fourth yeah. in their division last year, that's all I that's all I meant by that. I didn't mean yeah. you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, hey Chris, yeah. we're gonna let you go, man. We gotta hit one more of the calls and then get on with the show. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Yeah, hopefully you guys have a fantastic rest of the day, and uh, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, thanks, brother. Thanks for calling in. All right, loving life inside. All right, last call coming. This is this one's a little shorter, but I absolutely love. This caller, he's he's one of my my favorites. Um, we'll hit it right now. Ah, uh, what up, Chris and Case? This is Roche from Phoenix. Roche, I'm just out here. I just listened to that podcast, that after show podcast from the uh, for the game one. I know the outcome wasn't good, but I'm all about the positive vibes. And I don't think it was mentioned how um, Marvin Jones chucking. Oh he boy, sure did after that catch. I mean, just lowered that shoulder and just Shit. chucked him. Put that boy on his pants. <laughs> Talking about no pants, that man had no pants. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just wanted that to kind of be talked about, be highlighted a little bit. I know after the um, after the game, you know, the podcast isn't that long, and you guys don't talk about everything. But let's just not overlook that. I know that game, like, the whole Lions, like a whole boost, you know what I mean? It definitely gave the fans a boost. Cause I, me and my my homeboy at the yeah. bar, we were, we were, man, we were geeked up. That was crazy. <laughs> but uh, I just don't want that to be overlooked. Um, there's some good things out there, you know what I mean? We could definitely build on it. So, right, I don't know. I'm still kind of hyped up over that hit. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> All right. Hey, Roche, oh, yeah. thanks again for calling me. I love Roche because, number one, he always finds something good, and he always finds something we no one's talk about. That Marvin hit was just was awesome. Great. It was absolutely amazing. And you all know that I love Marvin Jones, so like, I was geeked out by that for sure. So. I, I, I wasn't aware. I, I wasn't aware. <laughs> no, I was geeked out by that. Yeah. I, was, I was like, through the first, uh, what was it, quarter and a half when he hadn't been targeted, I was like, Come on, man! This is your this is your wide receiver one opportunity type stuff coming up, and and he never really truly was able to get those numbers out of this game, but uh, at least he he made that one impact. Yeah, so. yeah. No, that I'm was that was good to see. All right. So look, and and I want to I want to kind of end where with where at least where my head's been at at this. We knew we had a coach that was on the hot seat. We knew that it was possible that he wasn't going to win this year. Freaking out now, freaking out, freaking out after the first five games ain't gonna, isn't going to do any good. So you get an interim coach. Now what? What do you gain from that? Right? You don't. You don't gain anything. Um, they're not going to be around for a long time. You're, if if Patricia's gone, you know you're getting a new GM too. You're not going to hire them now. There's a lot of work that has to go into all of that. And really, the people you're going to get, you're probably not going to hire until right before Super Bowl week. If you're going to get your people. So um, there's no no need to pull the trigger on this. Like I said, 
we I'm not saying we're going to beat the Packers, and we'll talk about how we do against the Packers later. Um, but this is just a thing where this is a team that um, uh, that is 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 what it was in game one, and it'll take a couple games to find out where they really are. And just like last season and the season before, it really sucks that they've got the toughest part of the schedule in the first couple of games. Hey, caller, what's your name? What's going on? How much have you had to drink? Let's put that there, too. Hey, uh, Chris and Case, it's James from Australia. How are you? I'll try not to hey. be honest. All right, Case. Case. Let's, not get, let's not get ourselves the uh, <laughs> language. Lots of language. Cool. All right, hold up, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, James? How you doing, man? Uh, so, incredibly frustrating game. I haven't listened all the time at um, this stage. So I don't know what you guys have talked about. I'm going to go back and listen to it all. But um, obviously frustrating game. Um, I was throwing, my t- throwing the remote at the TV at you know, 6 o'clock in the morning here um, watching it. But what I like, there's so many positives to take out of the game. What I didn't like and what I wanted to bring up was with Patricia and his post-game press conference with... Um, I think I can't remember the question who asked it um, about, you know, clutch and being when they're losing games in the fourth quarter and whatnot. And he's, just his answer to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been a fan of Matt Patricia, but get your head out of your ass, mate. Like, honestly, like, to say that sort of answer where you've lost that many games in two years in the fourth quarter and then just to back yourself, like, pull, pull it out, mate. You've got to change something. Like, something has to change. And I get that, you know, we're 17 points up or whatever, three scores um, and need to, you know, you take time off the clock and that sort of stuff. But there is time to do things. And I think you need to put a bit of trust in Stafford as a quarterback. Um, you're paying him however much, however much every, every year. And he is a very good quarterback. So I think we need to put a bit more trust in him as well as, you know, do run the run the clock and all that sort of stuff. But I think they pulled the trigger too. They took the foot off the gas a bit too early. Um, as well, obviously the... Um, the uh, oh, I've actually forgotten what I said, but yeah, that's what, that's what I want to say about Patricia. Um, was it because a big truck hey, and go, drove man. by and did a see you next Tuesday? Was that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. It might have been. Um, <laughs> how's the how's the weed um, in Australia? I'm just asking. <laughs> what's that? Sorry. Nothing. I'm just checking out the, the the streets of Australia. I don't know how what it's like to drive there. Oh, we're um we're on the yeah we're on the left hand, the wrong side to you guys um uh, over there but uh <laughs> it's very quiet. I'm in Melbourne here and we're all in lockdown so. Um, it's uh, there's not much going on um, with COVID and everything like that, so um, we're in full lockdown. So, all right, uh, yeah, um, but yeah, that's all I wanted to say with Patricia, and then yeah, go yeah, no, no, I think um, I think you're absolutely is, right. The idea of him kind of like trying to pull out his ball sack and show how big it was about a play that happened with a different team a long time ago that eh, some people might say is luck or that Seattle pulled the wrong thing was, was not a good move, but I, 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 I understand yeah, where it, it came from. It was a bad answer to a bad question with ill intent. And I think there was ill intent meant back in his answer. I don't care really about Michael Rothstein um, or his, his feelings or his role in the, in the room. Um, I, I feel like 
you're in there is, you know, maybe I'm maybe, you know, case, maybe I'm just freaking old. There was a time, you know, I think I think back and and it is, but like I grew up there, there there used to be black and white TV and stuff, right? Back when I was growing up and you used to watch and you'd see like the press when they were asking the tough questions and going after the story, right? They had the fedora on with the card on the thing, right? It's old school stuff, but there was crazy Atlantic (laughs) accent. Um, there was still an element of respect, even when you were hanging someone out to dry, even when you were cornering them to get an answer to a difficult question that they had to be held accountable for. It was done with a level of respect. And what we're not seeing out of, you know, and it's gone. It's not just sports. It's everywhere with the press. Right. It's 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 because I'm going to say it's with social media and everything else. How do you make how do you make a career? Oh, you just got to be. Wolf Blitzer at the first, you know, when the guns are going off in CNN and get cut on TV. That's how you make your career. You get famous. Now it's how do you blow up on social media with something crazy? How do you get famous? I, I just think if there was an element, a better element of respect between them. And, and frankly, I think from when Patricia got here with that freaking story about the assault from 179 years ago that never moved forward, the press uh started off on the wrong foot with him and i think the press has to work uh do a little better job and michael rostein taking his little pose um i just think i think it reflects on who espn is actually right now as an organization um and that's that right it's just it was a crappy question asked with malice and and he reacted poorly um you look at how the fans two days later are reacting to the game. Imagine how they would have reacted if they got faced with a question like that right after the game that they coached. Sorry. It's just the way it is. Mm, Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's probably, you know, two egos coming into it, you know, pulling their ball sack out and going, look at how big my balls are. And, you know, answering both of these sections and just going at each other. Um, The other thing I did want to ask as well, like, you know, say if, you know, Patricia, gets fired and all this sort of stuff mid-season, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, moving forward, what is the plan? Like, you know, do you – and with this defense that is so tailored for <laughs> his scheme, what do you do? Like, what what do you do? Do you keep Bob Quinn and then bring in another Patric- uh, Belichick disciple that's, you know, similar with the scheme and um, maybe just bring in a new twist on it or whatever it might be? Do you do that? Um, I'll I'm, not, I'm not 100. My, I'll ask that question, but I'll I'll got to jump off and I'll um I'll leave you to it. But um, I'm just calling from work. So. Lay, lay the turd at the doorstep and run away. I get it. That's cool. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. Big spelling one. All right, James. Thanks a lot, brother. We'll, All right, we'll boys. get to it. Thanks, guys. All right, see ya. Yeah, I'll 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 prognosticate, and you can tell me where you think I'm wrong. Um, I think the extra year that Patricia got is going to be at the expense of Bob Quinn. I think Bob Quinn goes with Patricia, and that's that. I unfortunately is, and I love the guy to death, and I love him as a quarterback, and I hate it. But where he is in his career, his age, and and where we are with a brand new coach and a brand new GM. I don't think that Matthew Stafford will be here. I think he'll be traded away for whatever value we can get, which should be pretty good. Um, I don't see the whole. I don't see us being so bad that we get Trev. And to be completely honest, as nice as Trev is, I don't think he's going to be the solution to our problems over the long haul. Um, the, the 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 real and most Lions cases, we wind up with the fourth pick, and we get like a Jared Goff 
type of a of a pick or something or or Trubisky, and then we build a whole team around something like that with all these picks and all this, and then a coach that's not proven and a GM that we you know because you never hire the best GMs because they're no one's letting them go. They get paid whatever they want, and they always get make their money. So we've got to hit magically on a GM. We've got to hit magically on a coach, and we've got to hit magically on a quarterback after this year. If you think it's bad now and you want to burn down, I'm just saying, close up shop, head on over, go 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 look at the the the, the Chiefs <laughs> roster and 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 pick a team if you need wins because you're going to be a couple years and the things have to really really lock together well and work together well in order for it to go. I really think that people should be freaking praying their head off right now, religious or not, and screaming that they hope that this was a fluke and Matt Patricia makes it and, and, and Bob Quinn makes it and work this thing out. Otherwise, it's just going to be a lot more years of exactly this feeling right here, except maybe more of the blowout side. Case, okay, so tell me I'm wrong. You're not. What I mean, the best case scenario, I think still involves some really terrible stuff if this is if this is a uh, Matt Patricia gets fired season. Because I agree, I don't think there's any possible way that Quinn survives it. No. I don't think that at all. Um, so realistically, the best case scenario is that Quinn gets fired, they bring in somebody new, and I don't know who that is right now. I don't have a prediction on that. And, and if it looks like we're trending that direction over the rest of the season, we'll probably start to get some hints here and there of who those candidates might be. And we will discuss those. I'm certain uh, as well as the head coach options. Uh, I'm not going to get into that either, but you're going to see a fire sale like you've seen out of other teams. And that's not something the lions have actually had to do in a long time. Uh, we haven't been a team like the Jags this year where they're just, shipping off every good player they have Miami and yeah. and somehow they won against the Colts but that that's a whole other story I think that's a I, I if you want to talk about flukes I think that's a fluke yeah. but and you and if you uh, give up on players after game one hey fire Patricia <laughs> that'll teach them but you give up on about, your coach after the first the first game what your players you've given up on your players then at that point you've really how much the how much do you think we can get for Frank Rag now how much do you think we can get for Trey Flowers? Yeah. How much do you think we can get for shit? How much do you think we can get for Jeff Okuda? And do we ever, we never, we don't resign Kenny Galladay. He hits the market. So, yeah. I mean, if, if what you're hoping for is Patricia to fail, you have to recognize all of the other names that are going to get tossed out in this situation. You have to come to terms with that. And if you've come to terms with that, that's great for you but that is a difficult difficult ask to to look at all of the stars that we've grown to love and they're gone they're, they're all going to be gone uh we're not yeah i mean stafford is obviously the top of all of them but yeah yeah no that's and that so that's that's the uh that's it. That's what you're going to get. So um, if, if this win hurt that bad, get ready for a whole lot more if, if the, the Patricia Fire bandwagon goes on. That's that's just the opinions that, that we have. Of course, I think, I mean, haven't been wrong yet this year, so we're due. Um, so we could be wrong on that one, but I really don't think so. I think that, that that's a package deal. I think the, um, the kind of nice deal that – um, Patricia got was uh, Quinn trading in his capital with it 
together. So, and, uh, that is, that is probably really, so whatever, whatever happens, whatever you do, don't treat other fans or the players bad. That's all I ask. Treat people, people have their opinions. People are all mad and being that troll under someone else's bridge is, is you're just a, a jerk. Don't do that. Be, treat people nice. People are all going through something that you don't know. Just treat them better. This is not a time to, to be a bad, bad person. So there you go. Um, you know what you can do to calm down after all that case? <laughs> no, but you're going to tell me. I'm going to tell you. Everybody's favorite, CBD. Get that anxiety. Get that anger. Chill all that stuff out and let it go. Go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Cabinoid. Cabin, I can't even say the words. Oh, my God. Now I have to, it's, it's the new R warrior. Um, <laughs> it is the ultimate in anxiety pain and uh insomnia i'm telling you if you have any of those issues jump on board cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com this is this stuff will will take you there's no high right it's not like smoking weed or anything like that this is it's it's everything but that that you get you get the relaxed body state you get muscle relaxation the cream that you rub in it works it works freaking really really good this stuff this stuff is like cheerios if you ask me <laughs> it's uh it's really really good we'll help you out and help you with your sleep pain all that stuff and and like me trying to trap the the covid that i picked up pounds that i picked up working a little bit i've i've been able to work out a lot more i got my little dumbbell set over there um why because I make the pain go away because I don't like pain. So if you want to help out the show and you want to see what CBD can do for you, head on over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. You'll get flipped right over to Diamond CBD. Top quality products. They I've been through just about all the stuff they have to test it. And uh, I originally tested it for my mother-in-law. She's she's quite old and quite ill, and I wanted to make sure that she wasn't getting ripped off. And I became not only the president of the tester club, but <laughs> a member too. So cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Thank you all, um, and uh, do your thing. All right, all right. Let's talk about what's going on with the Lions since the game. Outside of the game, there's some news that's been broke. Broke. Some news that's been broken as well as some players. Justin Coleman straight to the IR, and it was because you hurt. You broke his spirit. In case you hurt his feelings, right? I was so mad at him after he failed to grab that interception. I do think maybe it's my fault. I'm certain of it. I'm absolutely certain of it. Um, there you go. It's both. Um, so, yeah, no, Justin Coleman's out probably three weeks at minimum the way the IR works. So it'll be week four. We'll hope for three. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we actually hope to see him <laughs> after the bye is really where to try to start yeah. looking for, for Justin. Um, that hurts. That obviously hurts us a good bit. Um, he's a key part of our defense and a needed part of our game. So that's a that's a tough thing. But let's let's look. You know, from one man's injury to another, it could maybe be helpful. Skipping uh, ahead just a little bit in our schedule to week four, you've got uh, Michael Thomas with a severe high ankle sprain. I would think that he is going to be limited at best when we play, if not completely out. Don't like to cheer a man's injury by any stretch of the imagination. Michael Thomas is an electric player, fun to watch, but he's not fun to watch doing things against the lions right yeah we we always try to take that pragmatic look at you know we're not we're not thrilled a guy got it hurt but it's a reality of the game and we just have to accept the way that it impacts the game yeah and we have certainly had our fair share god so good yeah we have 
We got that. We got the Buccaneers are hurting. Boy, we we penciled that in as a is a hugely difficult game for the team. I'm rethinking that after seeing. Now they did play the Saints, right? And the Saints were are I don't think were the Saints are a good team, but um, hey, they are definitely beatable. Tom Brady was yeah, human. Almost. I love Tom Brady. I'm just because <laughs> I've said it a million times, right? He's got everything a, a teenage boy would want, and I'm inherently 12 forever. <laughs> but I also I have this Schadenfreude side of me, and I love, love, sorry, I have to say it right, Schadenfreude. I have that side of me. Um, I just love when he's angry <laughs> because he gets so over the top. I, I I imagine him if he could tweet at that moment some of the most crazy dumb fucking shit would come out ever. <laughs> so there you go. So we got some stuff to look forward there. Um anything else case around the league kind of news that we want to uh, just a little like uh, we talked with Chris Arizona and Washington both looked good which isn't great for us. Um obviously well okay we're we're about to hit we're about to hit around the division, right? So I don't want to Um well, we got no. We got a couple, couple two things we're gonna have. Okay. That. Well, I'll save it. I'll save it regardless. So. Okay. Uh, so no, I mean, I mean, as, in terms of the things that immediately impact us, that's the majority of it. So. Okay. Okay. Um. Let's see. Let's get in. check the chat. <laughs> I can hear you. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about something we got coming up, and we're, this is starting to come together, and it's coming together. We we toes we te- we toes. Oh my goodness, we teased it on the um on the post game show, but I want to get in a little bit more and, and give you guys a sense of of where we're going and what we're doing because we're counting on you, you guys, you all, guys, gals, all of you listening can help. Um, we just put in the paperwork today with St. Jude. We're getting the St. Jude fundraiser going again. We we wanted to do it right around the time of, you know, uh, the the whole combine and everything else like we did the first year. Uh, this year, COVID really kind of wrecked the plans and we started rethinking it and, and really kind of building it bigger and better. We raised almost 7,500 bucks last time with you guys' help. It was it was really, really something special and, and it was just amazing that we could do that. This year, we're going bigger and there's a couple things we're going to talk about today that are that are just about locked in. Um, but it will give you the concept of what we're working on and would love to hear your reaction. Love to see what you guys think and how you, how you may be able to help. Right. Cause this is, there's a lot to do here. Um, we're talking about uh, Christmas for the kids is the name of the, uh, the, the fundraiser that we're going to call it. It's for St. Jude, all for St. Jude. And it's for the, the kids, right? We're going to try to get them better for Christmas. And we're going to kick off this year with something a little different. Uh, we're still going to do the auction. We're still going to raise money and all that like we do. But we're going to kick off with a 24-hour podcast-a-thon. Case and I, uh, we may ever have another, a couple other cast of characters join us, um, are going to podcast YouTube stream for 24 hours straight. And we're going to do our best to raise money along that time. Everything in Super Chat. Um, we're working to get Google on that with us. Uh, every dollar, they won't take a fee. All that will go straight to St. Jude. Um, all the money we'll have is a direct donation. They'll go straight to St. Jude. And we're working with everybody we can find. And if you've got the Rolodex, this is the time to open it up and help out to have celebrities, businesses, generous people, anybody at all call in to donate auction items that we'll put up on the auction block after the podcast-a-thon kicks everything off and we will auction those off. We're talking jerseys. We've got a couple other things that are like blow your mind huge kind of stuff that we are going to put out there. 
Um, I mean, and I'm, and I'm not underselling when I say blow your mind huge. <laughs> um, you know, I already started talking to Blandino. There's a lot of just great, great stuff going on. Um, so we're going to have a lot of stuff already, but we want you to help, right? This is it. We, our goal, I, like I said, we almost hit 7,500. It was us. So we kind of threw it together on a, not, I don't say on a whim, but just inspired by Matt Patricia and his donation at the combine with a run rich run, run thing. And we just got together and did that this year. We want to shoot for, for 25 grand guys. <laughs> and we think we're going to have the stuff to do it. But like I said, we're looking for your help. We're looking for your your business, you personally, anything to to add to the auction to help us raise money. We'll put that up. We're going to be talking to the Lions organization. We're talking to the Red Wings organization. If you have people at the Pistons, I don't have anyone there. I know, um, you know, across the board, we want to try to make this as big and as as bold as we can to raise money for these these kids. So um, coming up, we're looking at November sixth. It we're, we we've not locked in. We're ninety nine percent locked in for the podcastathon. We'll start at eight in the morning and go to eight in the next morning <laughs> and uh or no nine in the morning and go to nine the next morning eastern you're, you're getting yeah eight central for case yeah. and um we're gonna go to town get as we're gonna have a lot of stuff a lot of interviews and everything but if you know people you know guys get them on we we, we want to talk to them uh we want to interview them. we want to find out their story we want to know if we can get stuff from them for the auction this is for the kids and that's what we're after is every penny every single penny goes to the kids all the overhead we're fronting from the show. That's that's our cost. So hundred uh, percent of what raised goes there. So there we are. That's the big thing. We're we're really excited. It always feels good uh, to do the St. Jude thing. It's great to get on it again. And this year, we've set our sights really really high, and we're hoping you guys can help us out. So it's a it's a team effort. Like putting the show together. We talk about right. We rely on you guys to do this, uh, and your feedback to make the show what it is. We're relying on you guys to help us make this the very very best. Very best fundraiser for those kids that we can do it. All right. Christmas for the kids coming up. We'll let you know more details as we get them. All right. The next thing we're going to talk about is everybody's best friend. This is the greatest news. Let me make sure he doesn't text me back because I was talking to him last night. No, he can't. Okay. Uh, I tried to get Blandino on for this. I, I Like I said, I was talking to him last night. We were talking about the uh, the, the St. Jude thing and, and working some stuff out. Uh, and then this Cleet Blakeman gets assigned to the Lions next week for the Packers game again. And I was like, Dean, <laughs> can we do a call? Are you, I, I didn't want to surprise him with this one because this one's a, <laughs> this one's an angry call. All right. This is a, we're going to get mad, Dean. Um, how in the world, how in the world does Cleet Blakeman get assigned to our game? And I will get, I will get something for, maybe I'll get him on Friday. Maybe he'll he'll feel figure out how to dodge the vegetables then when we do the pregame. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how he gets assigned after that shit show. He should be banned from doing Lions games for like three years, right? I mean, I'd like to think so. <laughs> He's lucky there's no fans in the stadium because they there would be no Packers fans at, at Lambeau Field. The Lions fans would get every single bus in the tri-state area and go over there and they would hunt this guy. Right. I mean, they would they would just put the juice to him. He he does not deserve this. He doesn't deserve not only doesn't deserve this game. Um, he's highly questionable as a, as an official in the NFL, period, in my book. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to hear what Dean has to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all I know. All right. This is this is the, I'm set it up. You didn't help me with this. But I got a, I got a punchline for this. Right? Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. What do you? It's okay. It's okay. You didn't know. You didn't know the joke. You just had to say something about Cleet. But anyway, basically, what I'm hearing is 
Jamie Collins should put a little bit more weight into it this week. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah. that's all right. Yeah. Right, right, maybe, maybe like tackle a running back out of bounds and trip and tackle cleat out of bounds and put somebody else yeah. in his place. All right, yeah, that's that. Sorry, guys. I, I, I tried. I'm sorry. I'm I sorry tried. that I ruined your joke. I really uh, am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've ruined a lot of my own. Too, so, <laughs> you know. All right, let's quick um, talk about the preview of the Lions-Packers. Uh, this game is an interesting one, my friend. I'm. Um, this is here's here's the big deal. We did this when we you know after, in what was it two seasons ago? We got smoked. We got smoked, and it was against the New England Patriots. And I asked, "What if what if they beat the Patriots?" And everyone's like, "No, no." I, mean, I know, I know, no. But just. Imagine what if, right? And then, it, and it happened. And I'm not saying I made it happen, but I'm saying, holy cow! Everybody, everybody's thinking on the team turned around. It was an absolute 180. And it, yeah. it's going to be if something. It's, I, I that's what I thought. With how far in the ditch people are this time, the absolute turnaround, the absolute turnaround that would happen if we beat the Packers, there would still be that same group, you know, negative Nellies or whatever. But the people who were fire Patricia, some of those same people. Are gonna be have completely spun on their heel and say, "We got it, we got the Packers, we got it this time, right?" Yeah. <laughs> Especially if the Bears were to lose to the Giants or something. Oh, God, um, yeah. But it's we talk about every season. We talk about trap games because uh, every season it seems like we have one moment in time where we're do, where we're playing really well and we start looking at you know, who's the most unlikely team to beat us. And then fans start freaking out and building their own, you know, paranoia about that being a trap game. And, and I'm not saying that those games always go in our favor. Yeah, well, maybe Chicago <laughs> was our trap game. game this year. I suspect there are Packer fans out there who are having that same little conniption right now because uh, Packers looked great, but do you expect them to look that great two weeks in a row? And, and cause they sure, they sure looked a lot better than they did. You know, most games last season, you would expect some regression to the mean. Mm-hmm. So. And we've got Don with the line. Thank you, Don. Don's been great in the chat. Early line is six and a half. That's yeah. at home. So it's three and a half. That's actually not that big. I would expect it to be larger after the burger they hung on the, the Vikings killer defense last week. And we'll be paying very close attention to the injury report as yeah. the week goes on, too. Their O line got decimated, didn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, they're starting right tackle. I that's that's called setting somebody up. Just so you know, go ahead. That's what you could have done for my joke. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I set you okay. up. That was it. I was. I was literally. I was just saying. Oh. That's how you set someone up. You could have done that for my joke. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Old I'm, Swan. I'm, I'm kicking in, 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 in the begonias. Go I'll, ahead. I'll, uh, I'll try to learn. <laughs> I mean, we've been at it this long. If I haven't learned yet, it's not going to happen. Uh, but um, neither one of us have moved a whole lot, my friend. <laughs> Stubborn old bastards we are. All right, go ahead. Right. Okay. So, um, the, and, and the names are totally escaping me at the time, at, at the moment, because I don't, I'd never heard of any of them before. But their starting right guard, or or the guy who started for them at right guard this past week, anyway, is uh, out for the year. It sounds like I shouldn't jump to too many conclusions. It sounds like he is probably going to miss the season. Um, is it Lane Taylor? 
maybe is that the one I'm, I'm hoping there's a spell check error in the in the chat. I'm I'm totally cheating off of Chris Robbins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lane Taylor sounds right. Okay, thank you. Um, and then as Chris uh, also mentioned in the chat, uh, Rick Wagner did not start week one. No. They had another dude in uh, at right tackle, mm-hmm. another guy whose name I didn't know. Uh, so I have a lot to learn this week about who is who. Uh, it was a surprise. But he got dinged up. The replacement got dinged up, but it sounds like a minor injury. And who big, they... the big thing, I mean, but the big thing is they're already out there right starting guard. So uh, the right side of the line uh, with Rick Wagner, and we know that Rick Wagner is okay, mm-hmm. but not great. And starting them, they're writing, uh, starting right guard. They're the, the, the right side of their line is going to be problematic for them this week. So, yeah. Uh, if we had, you know, the, aren't they aren't they starting a rookie on the left side, a guard or tackle too? Aren't they? Oh, Jesus, you're asking me so many questions. <laughs> this, I looked this up right before we went on. Oh all, my God, this is the lack so, of professionalism. You, case, you know what? I'll be honest. After the game Sunday, I didn't want to think about football, so a couple hours before the show, I started googling things. And well, you started feeling good about football again, didn't you? <laughs> I mean, didn't you like start thinking like? There's football. There's, yeah, there's hey, football. And for anyone who's in the YouTube chat, Chris Robbins has us covered. We got the whole left side, back. the whole left side up to the center is, is the all okay, veterans. Yeah. All right. But the right side will be the interesting story this week. I think you know, if there is an opportunity for the Lions to take advantage of something unexpected, it would be like moving Trey Flowers over over there and and getting him involved on that side of the ball, getting some blitzes on that side of the ball where their guys are not expecting it, that kind of thing. Whether or not, uh, whether or not we'll be facing uh, Rick Wagner as they're starting uh, starting anywhere on the right side of their line will be a good, interesting storyline going up the week. Obviously, because we're somewhat familiar with him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. There we go. Anything? Uh, what about the secondary? Do we have anything to fear from uh, the the Green Bay second? Green Bay has definitely been a team of regression this year, and then they come out and they just hung the big one on Minnesota. That's what was so crazy. This is one that nobody expected. Minnesota's vaunted defense. There was no. It was going to be a a scratch and claw, black and blue division, head banging, knuckle buster, bruised up. Nope. Nope. We're just gonna we're just gonna score a million points. It feels like a emotional victory type thing for Aaron Rodgers. And I'm never sure whether or not those kind of things are sustainable. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not sure if what, and that's not to say, I don't think he can't do as well against our secondary, especially depending on what secondary we roll out there next week. But it, I mean, they were there. The Packers secondary was also playing very well. They had how many? Uh, they had an interception, quite a few pass breakups. They did allow quite a few yards, but a lot of that was garbage time. Mm-hmm. So, all I know about Aaron Rodgers is the only love he has in his life is the guy who's taking his job. I fear Jair Alexander <laughs> yes, for the Packers. Absolutely. A little bit. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, we have Kenny back because I think Kenny can win those mashups yeah for sure for sure even 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 if not to have kenny and uh marvin both out there uh whoever jair isn't on 
right? <laughs> we, we got a better chance. So. I don't think the Vikings, I mean, Adam Thielen is a really, really good receiver. Don't get me wrong, but Kenny Galladay is a completely different beast. And yep. I think Kenny Galladay is a better matchup against one-on-one coverage than Adam Thielen is it, just because Kenny can come down with almost anything. Yeah, they trained him in college to do just that. Thanks to the poor quarterback quarterback play. All right, with that, um, that's the Lions Packers preview. We're going to do a quick rundown, but the only way we do the rundown on the other games in the division is by taking you around the division. Don't fuck around. Come on, okay, still enough around. Let's do it. Talk about it. <laughs> Tell us what's up. You're sitting there. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we already covered crazy green hat. Essentially, the uh, the Packers and the Vikings here. Um, the Packers, obviously, we talked about their OL, OL injury stuff. That's going to be the big issue for them going forward. It was already concern for them on that side of the line, so that could be a little bit of a disaster. But that's essentially all I have to say. Other than it was a surprise, uh, in a way return to greatness for uh, Aaron Rodgers that we haven't seen in a while. He hasn't played at that level for most of the last couple of years. That sucks. I hate that. Hopefully that comes to an end immediately. Um, (laughs) Vikings didn't have much in the way of injury news. Uh, Bears didn't have much in the way of injury news. Obviously the Bears beat us. Uh, Bears are going to play the New York Giants this week. Um, who which like brought to uh, the stout team? They, they had some moments. I mean, they still have Saquon Barkley, and I mean, how are you going to argue with Saquon, Saquon Barkley? Uh, they lost to the uh, Steelers. The Giants did, but um, I mean, Saquon they'll still give the Bears good. a run for their money. I got to tell you, just really quick. I apologize. Um, just on the Saquon Barkley thing, Chris Robbins has an article coming out on DetroitLionsPodcast.com tomorrow that includes Saquon. So keep your eyes open for that in the morning. Cool, it cool. will drop. It will drop. And you will see it. I said it before you put it in the chat, Chris. You know that. All right, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Kay. Sorry. I just yeah, no, that's all good. That's all good. Uh, the Vikings are playing the Colts, which um, I would have thought would be a pretty close game. But now it's hard not to see the Vikings coming away with it just because of how bad Phillip Rivers looks right now. But again, you know, we we can't say for another team uh, something different than what we say for our team. It was week one. Maybe the week one weirdness got to the Colts. So interesting. Okay. All right. So there you go. I, the giants are a stout team. I thought they looked pretty good. I mean, Danny dimes has, he's still young. Uh, again, with Matthew Stafford gone, maybe we could let, end up with a Danny dimes. If you get your wish to fire Patricia right away. Um, I'm just telling you, there's not, there's a whole lot of things that have to come together perfectly for this team. So it may draft Trey Lance. This is going to be, this is going to get to be a weird podcast. <laughs> we, it may have to happen. It may be the right thing to do. Right. Time will tell us as the season goes on, but I, I just wouldn't wish for it yet. My, my hopes and dreams and wishes would be in a different direction because whew, this is a it's a big undertaking. This is uh, this isn't a hey in three years we're going to be contenders because that's what real coaches and, and GMs and because you don't know if you're getting a real coach and GM quarterback <laughs> well, and all that. Here's the thing: uh, we we had Wes complaining early on in the show that my hat looked too much like a Packers hat, but 
Um, if we ended up drafting Trey Lance, if we ended up with like the fourth overall pick and we drafted Trey Lance, who is projected as uh, coming out of NDSU, North Dakota State University, um, same as Carson Wentz. It's my hometown, Fargo. Uh, it is an FBS, I think. Oh, Am I getting that right? Yeah. I always get it mixed up. Um, but, uh, if they, if they, if they pick up Trey Lance, like number four, number five overall, and he ends up being the star that he is being talked about being, I like love they're that, saying Sam. he's even better than Carson Wentz. Go from NDSU from SDSU. I'm going to, well, I'm going to be wearing cow. NDSU gear and you guys have to understand NDSU colors are green and gold. And it's SDSU. That's the Jackrabbits, right? Yeah. 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 And NDSU is the. The Bison. Oh God! Yeah, I tell you, you and they are the great. They are the, the best team in FBS history. I mean, they have just dominated for a decade now. I was going to say they've been good for a long time, and they uh, were when I was growing up. They were shit when I was growing up. Mm. But <laughs> it's the opposite. Michigan used to be great, and they've been shit ever since. I mean, I mean, decade. a lot of kids that I went to high school ended up playing for the Bison. You know, but that was a long time ago. That's when they were crap. That was a different different era. All right. All right. Well, at least they're on the same team. Uh, let's take a really quick. I got to talk about uh, fanatics. If you want to get your Lions gear or Pistons gear or Tigers gear or Michigan or Michigan State or any kind of college, any kind of gear related to your sports and any sport, it could be lacrosse, college or lacrosse. Got you covered. Go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. They will give us a kickback on your purchase. It won't cost you any more. They just give us a little bit of the profit. They don't get to muckle off with all that money on their own. It helps support the show and what we bring for you guys. Uh, also, it's the same kind of deal on Amazon. Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. If you go there, and there's the, the links are on the website as well. You can go straight to the website or just type those into your browser. Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. They give us a kickback, and Bald Headed Bezos doesn't keep all your money. We get a little bit. Just a little pinch to make the show keep go, and uh, Amazon's where everything's at. Everything you buy, I mean, I'm buying something there at least once, twice a week. You should be too, and you should be using that Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com link. The end. All right. Um, let's see. We got Cleet. Yeah, I got my bad joke set up. We got around the division. We did a QRD on the other games in the division case. I think we we covered any, everything. I think we did it. I think we did it. Wow. Hour and a half. I'm ready to throw in the towel. Yeah. <laughs> What's Amazon? Sean, I love you. Go to Amazon or go to, De yeah, go to amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com and find out. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> You'll know all you ever needed to know. All right. Hey, everyone, thanks a lot. And you know what? The one thing I want to say is you can disagree with us. It's cool about Patricia and everything else. I get wanting to be mad and I get being wanting to throw in the towel and stuff and we can be in different places, but please, please, please treat your fellow fans with a little bit of love and respect. Everyone deserves it, man. Everybody's going through their own thing. So let's do it. Don't beat up on the players on Twitter. That's, that's Dick move. That's yeah, just please. stupid. No matter you beat us, it, show it. Yeah. Just give it to us. Not them. <laughs> yeah. We could take it. It's not going to affect them. If, you know, comes to us. So. Yeah, it, it hit it real quick in the chat there, Robbins, if you've got something new. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, look, we are all in this together. Venting is great. If you're angry, that's great. If you don't agree with somebody else's anger, just say, hey, I disagree. I'm angry because of this or I'm not angry, whatever. But don't tear each other up. 
right? That's one of the things that's so great about the the Slack is it's completely not personal and people talk through it. And there's times they agree to disagree, but everyone treats you treats each other as a as a person, and it's 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 the ideal it's the ideal life. I need this. I need to spread this to everybody. All right, let's do it. And and I'm telling you again, if they win this game, if they beat the Packers. <laughs> Then we can blow up and be happy. We can go crazy and think, what kind of nuts are we? Because we have to be to love the Lions. All right, with that, we're going to call it a show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks, as you always do, for telling friends. It's the biggest compliment you can give is to tell your friends to listen into the show. You guys are great. Uh, Hattori, we will bring in Dean. I tried to get him in today, and he couldn't He couldn't squeeze it. I took too much of his time last night, I think. I want to shoot for Friday for the, mm. for the, the pregame show, okay? <laughs> And uh, we'll see what we can do about getting Dino in there to talk about Blakeman because we'll get all about the assignments and all that stuff. All right. Don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get a dollar a month or more. We'd love more. You get access to that Slack chat that we talk about. Most intelligent chat on the Internet related to the Lions and maybe even to rocket science, too. Check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. Instagram Detroit Lions podcast and on the Twitter machine. At DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast, the very, very, very best place to see case. Ready for week one. Ready for week one, still. Still chomping at the bit. Uh, if you want to talk, you can call us on Skype. It's, on the two, it's Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word Detroit Lions Podcast, or hit us up on the Lions line. It's 929 Lions. 929 Also, go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, subscribe to the podcast. Let us show up in your ears automatically. That'll remind you to go think about what you can help us scrounge up for St. Jude. And thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. No pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby. Because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show 